If you want to contact me, or if you want me to read something, or even if you just have any questions about myself or the book, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. There will be a question linked to this episode in the description, so check it out and respond if you can. Thank you. Hello everybody and welcome back to another chapter episode. Um, I was going to record yesterday, but as a, as a, I, probably a lot of people know, I'm not sure. Um, it was Halloween yesterday, so I didn't really have a lot of time. <laughs> Um, there might be an awkward pause in this episode because I think I will have to record it in two parts. Not because of 30 minutes, just because I'm recording before school and I have to leave very soon. So, um, yeah, there might just be, a, like, a little segment in the middle that's probably just because I'm merging recordings together. And I'm not great at editing. Like, that is not my strong suit on Anchor. So, yeah, let's get started. Wing, uh, chapter 13, Wings of Fire, Winter Turning. Kibley was the first to spot the ice shaped spire in the distance early in the afternoon the next day gray clouds had rolled in covering the sky in soggy blankets and threatening to rain at any moment winter winter's wings felt like giant seals giant seal flippers hanging off his back heavy and ponderous he had barely slept and his eyelids wanted nothing more than to slam shut and drag him into another slumber but then kidley called over there i think i see it a burst of energy jittered through Winter's muscles. He soared over to Kibley's side and squinted in the distance. The sailing was pointing. I don't see anything, Kinkaju said. That's because... That, that, that's because you're a rainwing, said Pirate. I, I see it. Skywings can see mu- much better than and farther than, than you. So can Icewings, Winter wanted to add. But he didn't want to sound anything like Pyrite. I don't see it yet either, Moon said to Kingaju. But if it's over there, let's go. She put on a burst of speed and shot ahead of the others. Race you to the peak, Kingaju yelled, zipping past her. The two of them swooped away, the laughter echoing back off the mountains. Kingaju's scales were dappled gold and silver today, like some metallic treasure version of a dragon. She chattered happily with Pyrite over breakfast, and Winter felt a pang of guilt that he hadn't woken her up to hear his theory too. Were Raymond's even capable of regarding other dragons with suspicion? Terribly undignified, Kidley said in a haughty voice, tripping his snout at the racing dragons. We may never allow such highly piggly shenanigans in the Ice Kingdom. Was that supposed to be me? Winter said to him. Terribly unimpressive if so. I haven't once said higgledy piggledy in my entire life. We would never allow such linguistic impressions in the Ice Kingdom. Kibley barked a delighted laugh and did a loop in the air. And their shadowy conversation last night... Kibley hadn't quite believed that Pyrite could be an animus. He pointed out that Skywings hadn't had one in centuries, and probably as long as the Ice Wings... Probably as, as long as the Ice Wings, which was something Winter should have remembered himself. But he, all, he had to agree that there was something not quite right about the skittish skywing. Winter found himself oddly com- comforted by the idea that Kibley was watching her. If anyone could fi- figure out pirate secrets and strangers, it was probably Kibley. 
I wonder if this is how mudwings feel, working in teams all the time. He'd heard that the mudwings siblings bond, and how they lived and fought and died together. Father said it made them weep because a mudwing warrior would listen to his brothers and sisters instead of his commander. Mother said they'd always be worrying about what might happen to the soldier next to them instead of focusing on the battle. That's why it should be easy to defeat the mudwings, they said. But it hadn't been that easy, as many, many battles had taught them over the years of the Great War. Maybe he'd rather have allies like Kibli and Moon making their own decisions and trusting each other, and then, then a commander telling me what to do, Winter thought. Was that treasonous? Did it make him less of an ice wing? If he kept having thoughts like those, th- like these, would he be, would he be completely ruined by the time he got home? When they, they reached the spire not long after that and found the jagged mountain wall that matched Moon's drawings, it overlooked a hidden valley where three waterfalls turned into rivers that led into a crystal blue lake. The lake bent and squiggled around the edges, around the edges like a new hatched dragonet drawing of a circle. Winter and the others landed on the northern shore, staring up at the eye-shaped rock formation far overhead. I don't like it here, King Kaju said at once. She shivered, flicking her tail and, a sort of, and, and turning it sort of pale jade green. It feels like we're being watched. I mean, as if it feels like the mountains themselves are watching. And the ri- rivers are whispering up at, about us, Kibli said. King Kaju thwacked him with one of her wings and he jumped back looking injured. I was agreeing with you, he yelped. Oh, well, try to sound less sarcastic next time, King Kaju scolded. My point is, it's creepy here. Moon glanced around to make sure Pirate wasn't listening. The skywing had waded into the lake and was scanning the sky and trees, hopefully. Sounds like a perfect place for Scarlet to hide, she whispered. A sluttering flutter of wings made them all spin around, but it was only a group of crows taking flight from a, from a nearby tree. A murder of crows, Winter thought with a shiver. There's something over here, Pyrite said, waving her tail toward the far side of the lake. They hopped over the water and followed her, and found what appeared to be a wreckage of a a rough structure. Long branches stripped of of their leaves. Long branches stripped of their leaves were scattered across the ground, and vines still tied in knots laid in crushed piles, as if they had been trampled by angry angry talons. The tire mess was covered in ripped up flower petal flower petal flower petals rose and violet and daffodil yellow. Shredded shredded scraps everywhere. The only remaining intact piece was a canopy woven from vines that turned tilted lopsided in the tree overhead. Yikes, King Azu said. Someone was not pleased about something. Winter glanced over at Moon for the nine thousand time that day and found her frowning up at the ridge that loomed overhead. What is it? he asked her. Just a feeling, she said, letting a shiver run out to her wingtips. I don't know exactly. I do know, said Kikaju. Creepy being watched feeling as if as I've already mentioned. Pyrite let out a gas and pounced on a stack of broken twigs. Caught on one of the points of them was a dark orange scale. It's scarlet's, she cried. I, I I know it. I I recognize her color anywhere. She looked around desperately. But, but, but where is she? What happened here? Did, did did something terrible happen to her? There's no sign sign of violence. Kibley said, moving one of the branches aside to look underneath. No blood. No claw marks on the surrounding trees. It looks more like she destroyed her shelter in a temper and left. 
Perhaps she somehow found out that we were coming, Winter said. Dread crept slowly under his claws and along his spine. What? How would she know that? Kinkajou said in alarm. Winter, Kibli, and Moon all looked up high right. The orangey-yellow sky wing was overturning a bit of foliage and scraping through the moss as though she expected to find Scarlet buried in, in it somewhere. Preoccupied with muttering, hissing, and grumbling, she didn't even notice their tension on her. Pyrite, Kibli said, did you, uh, did you happen to see Queen Scarlet in your dream last night? She glanced at him and shook her head doubtfully. I, I don't think so. I, I don't really remember. I think I had a weird dream about snow, maybe. But, but, but that, that, happened, that happens whenever I'm sleeping near Cirrus, too. It's still pos- It's still possible, Moon said. Even if she doesn't remember it, Scarlet could have interrogated her in her dream and found out what she was doing and where she was going. It doesn't matter, Winter said. What matters is that Scarlet is gone and so is Hailstorm. He ripped a large branch off the nearest tree and hurled it into the forest. Gone. Their only chance of finding his brother. Scarlet could have taken him anywhere. Scarlet could have taken him anywhere in Paris right now. Or she could have killed him if she figured out that Winter was not, in fact, in the rainforest trying to assassinate Glory for her. It was strange to Winter that Hailstorm's death could still hurt so much every time it happened. He would have thought the first time could be would be the worst. The night a spy had burst into the world dining room and shouted that all Scarlet's ice wing prisoners were dead. The night wings killed them all, he'd shrieked. It made no sense. Why would the sky why would the night wings enter Skywing territory to kill prisoners? But it felt true nonetheless, like something night wings would do. If they could have attacked the night wing the night kingdom that very moment, if they'd known where it was, they would have. All the ice wings in Queen Glory's domain would have risen up to avenge their murdered comrades. Winter's parents hadn't spoken to him for a month after that report, and he didn't blame them. He didn't want to speak to himself either. He couldn't bear to see his own pathetic face in the icy reflections everywhere. Until then, there had been hope that they could still negotiate Hailstorm's release or carry out a rescue plan. But there was no hope. He was gone, as dead as all the other lost ice wings. And now Winter had the same crumbling feeling inside him, except instead of a snowdrift caving in, this was a whole avalanche cascading heavily down into his bones. This was... This was it... Wait, what? This was it... This time, it was even more his fault. He had failed his brothers and then failed him again and again and again. Stop! Stop it! Kibli said suddenly in front of Winter, taking his shoulders and shaking him. I see you going to give up... I see you're going to the giving up place in your head. Get yourself out of there right now. We don't know he's dead anymore. We don't know he's dead any more than we did an hour ago. What we have to do is keep searching, because he's only definitely dead if we give up and sit here like moping candles. Camels. You're not allowed to mourn until you see a dead body, do you understand me? What else am I supposed to do, Winter Snarl? What's your next brilliant idea? How can he still be alive? Who are you talking about? Pyrite asked, wrinkling her snow. What he? I'm confused. We split up and search a valley, Kibli said. I'll go with Kinkajou and you go with Moon. Look for clues about how long Scarlet was here and where she might have gone. Look for a cave or something else that could have been used as a prison. Figure out where and how she actually kept him and see if there's any guesses how she was transporting him. Were there any other skywings helping her? Or how else was he guarded? 
Is she traveling in a group with a chained ice wing behind her? Because that's going to be a little obvious, don't you think? Look for any messages she might have left. Look for anything that will actually tell us something. Winder stared at him, breathing so hard his tail spikes were rattling. Kibli stared back, dead serious. What kind of moon-dazzled dragon would do all this for a stranger from a different tribe? Why hasn't he given up? Why isn't he letting me give up? When it means he could go back to J-Mount and carry on with his life. Come on, Kikaju, Kibli said, flicking his tail at her. We'll take the valley south of the lake. The rest of you go north. You bet, Kikaju said with, a, with ridiculous enthusiasm. He's letting me go with Moon, Winter realized, on purpose. Even though he wants to be with her as badly as I do, but he knows, or he hopes, that searching with her will keep me going. Am I that obvious? I'll go with Winter, Pyrite declared. Not that anyone asks, but I figure that's okay, right? Although, what are we looking for? Signs of Scarlet being here, Winter told her. Anything that might look deterious of dragons. She extracted this with a puzzled shrug. He led the way back over the lake, and, and they stared into the woods. And they stared into the woods, methodically covering every square of ground all the way back to the mountain cliff ahead. Winter's eyes raked the dirt and trees and shrubs and streams and all the small corners around them. Can you hear anyone? He asked Moon when Pyrite was out of your shot. She shook her head. Only Pyrite. Sorry, Winter. Kibli had a point, though. Where had Scarlet been keeping Hailstorm for the last few years? Was he guarded, chained up? Had he been moved here from somewhere else? Who had fed him and kept him alive while she trapped while she was trapped in Burden's stronghold? How did she keep him from trying to escape? The brother Winter knew would never have fought Tooth and Claw to be free. Sorry, would have fought to Tooth and Claw to be free. If he'd been in prison anywhere near here, there should be clues. Claws marks scored along the walls or of a cave or a tree with indentations of chains crushed into its trunk. Or, most likely of all, something Hailstorm had used his frost breath on. They should look for signs of something that had been frozen. But there was nothing. They spent the rest of the day, the rest of daylight searching with no success. The only sign of life in the whole valley was Scarlet's scale and the destroyed structure. Other gra- otherwise, the grass waved peacefully and the trees quietly filled with fruit. And the trees quietly filled with fruit. And it seemed as though no talons had ever disturbed the stillness. Winter couldn't imagine a prison here anywhere. There was no suitable caves for keeping prisoners in, at least not close to the valley floor. Perhaps Hailstorm Prison is higher up in the mountains, Winter speculated around the campfire that night. He was keeping his distance from the flames. The heat made his scales feel all melty and sticky. We'll search up there tomorrow, Woon said. We'll find something. She shivered. It's so quiet out there. Winter actually found it distractingly noisy compared to the Ice Kingdom. For one thing, it sounded like two rival cricket symphonies were competing at top volume. The owls were hooting so much, it was a a wonder they had time to fit their prey in their mouths as well. Things flopped overhead and small splashes came from the lake. The The night felt extremely populated. Then it occurred to him that Moon might be talking about the noise inside her head. With all of them wearing Skyfire, the only voice she could hear in there was Pirates, presumably still treating in its odd, boring circle. That must be strange for her, he realized, to give up all that trust, to give that all up and trust us with her secret. Would any other Nightwing do that? Would any other Dragon in Pyria do that? He wanted to believe that he would, 
that if he had the power to read minds, he'd tell other dragons right away instead of invading their minds in secret. But would he really? Would a rare weapon like that, with a rare weapon like that, wouldn't he be tempted to use it? That night, he let Moon take the first watch. All he wanted to do was turn off the world and his brain for a while. He gazed up the shadowy, hulking forms of the mountains as, as sleep drifted through him, slowly leading himself into an odd half dream about his two brothers, about his brothers in a cave up there, about his brother in a cave up there, watching the valley below for two lonely years. He wasn't sure how much time had passed, want wandering through a, a half-seen labyrinth, labyrinth of stone passages when he turned a corner and suddenly the dream sharpened around the edges. An orange dragon stood before him, watching veils of dark smoke that poured from her snout and the fire beside her. Blood and ice stripped across her face and wings until she shifted and he realized it was only rubies and diamonds embedded in her scales. Catching the firelight, she pinned him with her yellow gaze, sharp as talons. Tell me who you are, she said. Don't you know, he said. He asked. I know who you are. Very flattering, she said in a slithery voice. So, perhaps then you can also gather why I'm not pleased to see you. She took a step toward him, and the dream cave trembled around them. Something wavered across her face, like a mask slipping to reveal a glimpse of another disfigured face underneath. You're a long way from the rainforest, prince of the ice. There's no one who needs killing around where you are now. He was silent for a beat too long, and she began to laugh. Oh, you mean me, she said. Is that your clever plan? Find the most deadly Queen Imperia, kill her, and take back your brother? She leaned toward Winter, every muscle taunt with glee. Even if... Even if you could kill me, you would never find your lost ice swing. Never. The prison I've gotten him is far too clever for that. Where is he? Winter demanded. Is he all right? He was all right, she said, her face twisting in a strange smirk of triumph and fury. But he won't af be after this conversation. I give your sister one last chance. She swore, she swore to me that you would kill Glory. And yet, here you are. And I know that backstabbing, face-smelting Queen still lives. Queen Scarlet sighed hugely and shook her head with a mocking disappointment expression. I suppose if I want more dragons dead, I'll just have to kill someone myself. And let's see who do I, who do I have in my clutches. Don't kill him, Winter cried. What else do you want? Queen, Glacier, Queen Glacier's treasury is vast. She would pay you his weight in diamonds for his safe return. Scarlet snorted. What use are diamonds to me if I want something I don't pay for? I take it. And right now, graveling prince, I only want two things. My throne back and vengeance. Her eyes narrowed to slits and his and her tail lashed dangerously. Here is some, some interesting information for you. Your queen doesn't want her nephew back as badly as you think. I've visited her dreams with a proposal. Help me drag my con, con, convin, convincing drag, darter off my throne, and she could have him. Would you believe she turned me down? 
She said he'd been mourned already, and her duty was to yet unlost lives of her subjects. Doesn't that make you furious, ice dragon? Winter stared down at his claws. Was Queen Scarlet lying? Had she really tried to negotiate with Queen Glacier? Had his queen decided to let Hailstorm die? He realized he could believe it. The Ice Wings had just survived 20 years of war over another tribe's throne, and with nothing to show for except too many dead warriors. Queen Glacier would not be eager to plunge them back into another conflict, especially on behalf of a dragon she couldn't trust, and wouldn't want to see in charge of Sky Wings, Sky Kingdom any, 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 and wouldn't want to see in charge of the Sky Kingdom again anyway. So you're his only hope, Scarlet taunted him, or at least you were. It's all over now. I can see that you're far too useless to kill anyone for me. My only remaining pleasure is watching you face your face as I tell you your brother will be dead by morning. Winter's head jerked up. Wait. He backed away from Scarlet, blinking rapidly. I have to wake up. He dug his claws ferociously into one shoulder, but felt nothing. The dream cave still held him, and Scarlet's yellow eyes watched with menacing amusement. Perhaps you'd like to hear how I planned to kill him, she mused. I could slowly burn him to death. That would be lengthy and painful. Winter turned and stumbled out of the cave. Was there a way out of this passage? He tries to visualize snapping awake opening his eye, sitting up and finding himself in the valley. It wasn't working. Scarlet's mocking laugh followed him through the narrow maze, echoing off smooth stone walls that all looked the same. Maybe I'll gorge out his eyes first, she called. Maybe I'll stuff live goats into his throat until he suffocates. Winter stopped running and fumbled for, and fumbled for his ankle. He felt the weight of the skyfire pouch there, solid and heavy. Don't you want to beg, Scarlet shrieked, don't you want to offer to do anything for me? What if I told you to kill the Rainwing who's with you? What else could you throw at my feet, desperate prince? With trembling claws, he ripped at the cord, binding his pouch to his scales. Finally, he yanked it free and dropped it on the ground. Moon! he yelled out in his mind. Wake me up! Wake me up! Right now! Barely a moment later, he felt talons on his shoulders, shaking and shaking until... Finally, the dream world tore away like wet paper, and he was sitting up on grass, eyes popping open wide awake. Moon let go of him and took a shaky breath. Are you all right? she whispered. Behind her was Kibli, rubbing his eyes sleepily. They all looked down at the skyfire pouch. Winter had man- really managed to tear it, off, tear it off in his sleep, and now it lay between them, leaving Winter's mind exposed. Moon immediately picked it up and handed it back to him. Tell me what happened, she said. Queen Scarlet was in my dream, Winter said, trying to put the trying the pouch back on tying the pouch back on. Well no wonder, Kidley said, you've been thinking about her all day. No, Winter said. I mean it was really her dream visiting me. They both got it at the same moment. That means she's seen you, Kidley said, completely awake now. His tail curled up in an attack position. In order to visit your dream, she must have seen you today, or she would have done it sooner. Scarlet saw you today, Moon echoed. She jumped up to her feet and turned in a circle. And this valley, where we are right now? Exactly, Winter said, which means Scarlet is somewhere close by.